News 12 New Jersey, which is a local yeah. uh, news outlet. Right. And they do All day, every day. Hyper-local stories. There's a yeah. News 12 Long Island. There's a News 12 New Jersey. 24-7. It says, police seek man seen pleasuring himself during the Emoji movie. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know it was that. It's that stimulating. <laughs> Apparently for this guy it was. Wow. And there is a picture of said individual. No way. And I almost want you to draw what you think that this guy would look like. <laughs> Mikey B. No, 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 no. And because whatever you think he looks like, he looks exactly like that. Look, look, look at him. I mean, that's exact, oh! exactly what you would think. You know? Yeah, yeah. He got weenie do. Mm-hmm. Well, he's wow. got more than that. Yeah. The emoji movie. Come on, dude. <laughs> Jeez. Really? Anyway, well, good luck finding him. Wow. <laughs> Out at the next theater, the next showing. <laughs> Man, I tell you, that happy face really gets me going. <laughs> I didn't even know there was an emoji movie. I didn't even know there was an emoji movie. Yeah. Is it, all, is it a straight cartoon? I believe so. It's a straight cartoon. I mean, there's I'm not even. sure it is, right? There's not even like a human being anywhere. I was just thinking that. Are there any humans in this deal? No. Sex. <laughs> Apparently for this guy. Doesn't take much. All right, let me see if I can see that. Oh, my. Yeah, it's. I mean, you got. You really have issues, man. Oh, come on. I mean, look at this. Look at the trailer. Oh, of course, there's a free roll here. Skip the ad, man. I can't do it. It doesn't give me the option. Ah! Doesn't give me the option. It's got here. those Eminem dudes on there. That'll get you going too. <laughs> yeah, this guy definitely. <laughs> if he's doing that to the emoji movie, he probably loves these Eminem. Where you Eminem? All right, I'm so mix you with popcorn. Here's the emoji movie trailer. Wow. So it's just, it's ba- I mean it's straight cartoon. That's it. And and there's there's no humans. It's just fake. It's it's the <laughs> digital animation right. thing. You know, like the uh, Pixar or whatever. Cute. Girls in animation or something. No, no, there's well, there's that one. There's that. No, that wouldn't yeah, do it. There's a hand. That wouldn't do it. What is this, the sun? And that, there's a shrimp. There's no, a donut. there's a donut. Wouldn't yeah. do it. Mm. No, wouldn't do it. The hot dog, mm-hmm. depending. The elephant, there's a yeah. cloud. Right. <laughs> you have to be <laughs> the sickest person. <laughs> you really like, need serious help. The salami cheese mama. <laughs> <laughs> Is that audio from the guy in the back of the theater? I mean, I told you about the guy that I had questions about in the Baywatch movie, where yeah. he was definitely. I, I said, I said to my wife, I said, "Listen, do you understand? You need to be away from this man <laughs> yeah. because of why he's here. He's got that an agenda. Popcorn in that popcorn. He's got an agenda. But this, yeah, that makes more sense. Even though he's still <laughs> sick, the Baywatch movies. They're running around." Got on bikini, emoji movie, one piece swimsuit. I mean, Ooh. wow, yeah, man, you right. really got issues. I tell you, I that's mm. uh, good luck to the police department, in Howell, New Jersey, uh, trying to track this dude down. They did get him on tape, so they got a picture of him. Wow, so they you <laughs> sick bastard. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Mike, you might have to. Since you live in New Jersey, both of you guys, you might have to become vigilantes of this mm. and try to track this guy down if you see him somewhere. Citizens arrest. <laughs> Brian and I are on the case. Yes, they on the case. Oh, that would Why be a great. Are you here? Cop movie. The two of you guys. <laughs> hey, uh, the new Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> the new Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Match made in heaven. It really would be.
stare crazy. Comical. <laughs> All right, so we are just talking to Will Brinson of CBS Sports about what's going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Martavis Bryant. So Martavis Bryant, wide receiver, who had, you know, when he's played, has been electric. And he was out for the entire year last year, suspended for smoking weed for a full year, multiple offenses, and failed tests in the substance abuse program. So he was supposed to be back this year and and participate in everything and be there at training camp. And there was no issues at all. But he still has not been fully reinstated by the NFL. Now, he can hang out there. He's allowed to be at camp. He's not allowed to participate in any sort of football activities. So the Steelers are going nuts because... They hadn't heard a thing about this. Mm-hmm. They thought that he was going to be there and he was going to be able to participate, and he satisfied every bit of that suspension, everything they asked to do. So the lead Steelers beat writer for the Post-Gazette, Ed Bouchette, said, I don't think some people in the Steelers organization are happy with the NFL for dragging their feet over the delay in reinstating Bryant fully. They believe he's done everything they've asked. So I would be so concerned with what happens to him in the future because if he there has to be something some sort of hold up because they wouldn't do this for no reason I don't think and if they as Will Brinson had dropped the bomb on them saying that no he's done for good because of this that's going to screw up their entire offensive thought going into the 2017 season and now they don't even have Le'Veon Bell practicing because he's holding out I mean this is not a good situation for them well Mike Tomlin said he was aware that uh, this was uh, procedural and and uh, this was a conditional reinstatement and it, their hands are tied. This is all about the league and, and, and their timetable. And if you're going to give someone a, a conditional <laughs> reinstatement back in April and now we are in, in, in August and you're in the midst of training camp, uh, it just makes no sense to me why he isn't fully reinstatement reinstated at this time. He can go through everything except for practice and games, of course. So what are they waiting to see? He hasn't violated anything. Anything. He hasn't done anything wrong. That we know of. So what the hell are they waiting for? And if he has, come out and say that. You're suspended again. Well, unless they're conducting some other investigation or they're awaiting drug test results from him or whatever it is. I don't know. But Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk said that generally with the NFL, no news turns into bad news, usually. Because if there was no issue here, there was nothing bad that could happen, then he'd be out on the field. So there is, there has to be some sort of, of holdup. And the fact that there's no information on it, it's not like the NFL's come out and said, well, he will be fully reinstated on this particular date yeah. because it's one year from the last time or something like that. You know, say something, but the fact that they haven't said a word makes me concerned for Martavis Bryant's future. And and the Le'Veon Bell holdout, I mean, I don't think that he is going to need a ton of practice as far as learning the playbook and things like things haven't changed. Right, they got right. the same coordinator, same Just quarterback. Throw 50-50 balls, he'll be there. I mean, I'm sure he'll be in shape, uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell, but not having him around is going to continue to be a distraction for them and how I mean how serious are you going to take it at what point is he going to he's, he's not going to not show up because the fines are just out of control for players that hold out for that long so he'll eventually show up it's just a matter of when and a guy with an injury history you don't like him missing time at this juncture of of training camp because the practices yeah. are, are so light I mean it's not like it used to be so you're not going to probably get hurt in a training camp practice maybe in a non-contact situation but 
Yeah, they're they're without two guys right now who could change the entire Ooh. face of their year. Oh, those two guys, then you put them in the mix with Antonio Brown. Wow. Uh you're talking about an amazing offense. And and Ben Big Ben has to be sitting back there licking his chops. Please get both of these guys in here. That just opens up so many doors and and, and it it draws attention away from Antonio Brown. Uh, man, that that's going to be a, a potent offense if they can get both of those cats back in the fold. Yeah, and and that's a team that is as long as Ben is playing. And remember how funny it was he was mulling retirement. I mean, what yeah, a whatever. joke that was! Yeah. Well, what a joke! I mean, he really is someone that just loves that attention. He cannot he cannot stay away from that. He wants people to to fawn all over him. He was always like that, and I I like Ben. I've I've, I've had his back post the. Milledgeville thing, and I, I think he's a spectacular quarterback that doesn't get as much respect as he should. But when it comes to injuries, it comes to you know, retirement. I'm thinking about this. He does this because he wants people. To, oh, Ben, you're going to be okay. Oh, I'm thinking of you, man. Or oh, come on back. I don't know what would happen if you weren't there. It'd be the worst thing in the world. And he really is someone who just craves positive attention. Like he just that's his fuel, man. That's that that's his eighty nine. You know, that's he needs he needs that in him to to keep going. Some people need that chip on their shoulder, like the negative stuff to keep him going. What Ben needs is Ben needs the flowers at his feet. He needs all that positive attention to get him going. Well, I like positive attention. I like positive reinforcement, and uh, it's going to be difficult for anyone, whether it's Ben or anyone who's played this game a long time, to give it up. Uh, because where do you replicate that? You can't, and that's what. We, we're, when we're discussing transitioning out of the game, uh, how do you move on to the rest of your life? It's so difficult to, when you've been successful at one thing and you've done it for a long time, and then just like that it's over with, it's going to be difficult to, to come to terms uh, with that situation. And, and so we, while he may, there be, may have been an inkling of, do I want to go through this again? It's so stressful, as, as uh, Rob Ninkovich said the other day when we had him on, and, and he felt like, you see, he weighed 260, felt like he weighed 190 because that burden had been lifted. And as great as it is a, a sport and a job and an existence, there's a lot of pressure and stress associated with it. The Philadelphia Eagles had a training camp practice yesterday, and it was not open to the public, but rather by invite only. So someone within the organization had to invite anybody who attended the practice that was a fan. And there was a guy who showed up there who was just trying to make people mad. So he showed up with a Des Bryant jersey and a Cowboys hat and a big smile on his face, and he's walking around at Eagles practice. There's an Eagles paraphernalia everywhere, of course, and he's there just being a troll because he thinks that it's funny. So instead of having some fun with it and letting the guy hear it and laugh and, yeah, it's football, who cares, the Philadelphia Eagles decided to turn around and say, you either take the Cowboys paraphernalia off or you have to leave the practice. Come on. Which is just ridiculous. I mean, so what if he's wearing a ca- – have some fun with it, will yeah. you? It's, it's the beginning of August. It's training camp. None of the players really want to be there right now. That may motivate your team. You got a guy in, in, the, in the stands here who's watching our practice – who is, is representing an arch rival, and that may motivate me to go work hard. You lost to him twice last year. That's petty. It really Leave is. Leave it alone. Drew Pearson is still thinking about that. Way to go, Drew. And the WIP Morning Show, it's a CBS uh, radio affiliate, 
at WIP. Angel Cataldi's been doing that show for a long time, very popular show. They put up a poll yesterday about this, and it said, did the Eagles do the right thing by ejecting a Dallas fan from training camp yesterday? And not surprisingly, (laughs) 84% of the people said yes, that they did because they're all Eagles fans. There was, at the time of this, you know, 4,000 votes, probably way more than that by the end of it. But, I mean, if if you're that sensitive about something like that, I mean, please. And I know that you hate the Cowboys, and it's cool that you hate the Cowboys, and the Cowboys hate the Eagles. No, it's not cool. I mean, yes, it is. It's good. It's It's rivalry in sports. I understand. You never hate America's team. It's it's a cool thing. patriotic. It's it's a cool thing. How about them Cowboys? I'm talking about (laughs) And this guy's just having, and I got to give him credit. It's not like he's walking into a hostile environment at a training camp practice. But... You still, you're still going to hear it from people. Did you see the guy? Have you seen his picture? I have not. Oh, it's so funny. Look at him. Look, look <laughs> how happy is he? Man, that's just wrong. I want to thank the Eagle fans for allowing me to have a career in the NFL. <laughs> kick thank someone you. Thank you. Practice. Yeah. <laughs> I used to go to training camp all the time as a fan. Loved it. Five straight years I went to Mankato, Minnesota. Five straight. Five straight years. That's, that's uh you drive or fly to Minnesota? I flew every time. Yeah. Wow. One time one time in my dad's plane. Oh flew, really? Yeah, it was like took a made a stop in Warren, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And then went out to Mankato. Wow. Yeah. Flew I don't know we didn't never never drove too long of a drive. Thought about driving, but never never actually went through with that. Five straight years stayed Five straight years. Holiday Inn in Mankato, Minnesota. Mankato. I hated going to Mankato. Yeah. Let's get up like four in the morning, bus from La Crosse, Wisconsin. That's where the Saints used to hold training camp. Bus all the way to Mankato. The biggest team back then, the Vikings, the biggest team, the offensive line, and the biggest coaches ever because that was back when Billick was there and uh, who was Tice and all those. God, they had some huge coaches. <laughs> <laughs> didn't turn into well. What year are we talking about? Because this were, is ninety uh, five. Okay, to, they were they were okay. Dennis yeah. Green era. I mean, yeah, they were yeah, great. Green, you had they went uh, to the Carter. Play, they went to the playoffs most years in ninety eight. Yeah. They're one of the best teams, right? Ever. Yeah. So ninety five to ninety eight. My my four years there with New Orleans. Randall McDaniel. Randall McDaniel was there. Yeah. yeah, that crooked stance. But man, he could he block. And you're talking about being quick. John Randall was there. You heard yep. John all the time, of course. of course. Chris Carter, he couldn't stop talking. Randy Moss was there. Uh, and he so. can get there in 98, though. This, he, was it 98 his first yeah. year? Mm-hmm. This is his rookie year. It was that 98 season. Oh, okay. Well, well, he was there then, damn it. I just said he was there. You <laughs> <He> said 95. <laughs> I said from 95 to 98, we'd, we'd scrimmage. They'd come to us, and we'd go there. Uh, so, But, yeah, I hated that trip. Oh. Hated it. Hated it. I can still see that gymnasium where we we use for our locker room and you sleep after the morning practice and and prior to that that second practice. Then you have to go to Platts. I think it's Plattsville where the Bears were. I was a hated that one too. Do you remember offensive lineman, huge guy, Dave Dixon? Do you remember him? Seventy one. He was giant. Mm -hmm. Vikings offensive. Yeah, him. Yeah, Corey Stringer. Yeah, the late Corey Stringer. Corey was a big old man. God. Yeah. That dude's head was bigger than my whole body. Good dude. I remember when I was he he was uh, signing autographs. Uh, after in case practice. you're interested in what we're talking about, we're going down memory lane for uh, Geo's training camp experience. Well, you too, though. No, I don't want to remember Mike Cato. Well, you're, you're blaming this on me. We're talking about your experience too. <laughs> it wasn't good. Vikings yeah. were good. We weren't. <laughs> I remember Corey Stringer. I said, "Hey, Corey, can you sign my hat or whatever it was?" I said, "I came all the way from 
Long Island. He goes, I came all the way from Ohio. <laughs> I was like, all right, touche. Like, I'm still a little farther, but and he still signed it. I still have that. I got like Randy Moss and Corey Stringer on the same hat. And that's when I was a fan, when I cared about the outcomes of these games deeply. You still do. Not nearly as much because you have to let that go. Because I cared too much. I did. It would ruin weeks of mine. Hmm. It really would. So when did you start going again? What year? 2000 to 2005. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would have signed an autograph for you if you'd gone earlier. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten yours. <laughs> Who was this? Cameron kid. Schlub on the yeah, other Yeah, here's team. a Coke, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. One of the Saints players brought me to the strip club. <laughs> It wouldn't have been more than one. Yeah. <laughs> we Who were knew? so dysfunctional. <laughs> I know what dysfunction looks like. Trust we me. sucked. Right. The second half, we sucked. More. Yes, we did. One of the guys I was with was Winford Tubbs. I knew him, but the other guy, he must not be that good. I, t- I, I told him everything he knows. That punk, he used to get – well, actually, they Saints drafted him while I was playing for Raiders and, and Colts, so it's not my fault. You remember <laughs> Who remembers everything? Bogus update. Jeff Van Gundy next. Follow our Facebook page at Gio and Jones for exclusive videos and the latest on the show. Andrew, welcome back. Guys, the only person more famous in Latvia than you two. Trey Zingas! Kristaps Porzingis is apparently a happy man these days. Gone is his angst with the Knicks. Porzingis telling NBA.com while in Johannesburg for the league's Africa game that he wants to spend his entire career with New York and, quote, <laughs> do something big. Allen Iverson will not play this weekend as the big three goes to Rupp Arena in Lexington, suspended for no showing last weekend in Dallas. Ice Cube tells USA Today they had to punish AI to uphold the legitimacy <laughs> of the league. <laughs> Why Brian. are you laughing? Ah, you're laughing, <laughs> as you should. The injury woes continue for the L.A. Chargers guard Forrest Lamp. Their second-round pick tours ACL in practice yesterday, while first-round pick wideout Mike Williams remains in doubt because of a back injury. And Texans wideout Will Fuller is reportedly out two to three months with a broken collarbone suffered in practice yesterday. The Houston Astros shut out at home by the Rays 3-0. Dallas Keiko could have blamed GM Jeff Lunau for not adding a bat before Monday's trade deadline, but didn't. No, I'm going to clean it up, and, and uh, I need to be better. It, it all started with me. Tempo was slow and, and uh, just kind of methodical. And, and, uh, and command-wise, it's still still a little iffy, so it needs to get a lot better. Keiko from the post-game submarine gave up all three <laughs> runs on seven hits. <laughs> with two walks. <laughs> Periscope down. Uh, seven and a half hours at the first pitch. The Tigers were 2-0 winners at Yankee Stadium. The second of two rain delays lasted over three hours in the seventh inning. The Red Sox and Indians were rained out completely in Boston. The Sox lead the Yankees by a full game now in the AL East. The Rangers down the Mariners 5-1. And the Angels blanked the Phillies 7-zip. Same final, the Marlins over the Nets. The Braves snapped the Dodgers' nine-game winning streak 5-3. Arizona 3-0 win at Wrigley. And the Mets rallied from an early 5-0 hole to win in Colorado 10-5. Vladimir Klitschko is retiring from boxing. And on ice, Mike Fish is retiring after 17 seasons with Ottawa and Nashville. He is smartly, finally going home to spend as much time with Carrie Underwood as possible. Thanks, Bogus. And joining us right now, Jeff Van Gundy, U.S. men's basketball coach for the FIBA America Cup, which starts in just a few weeks. Of course, former coach of the Knicks and the Rockets and... 
a color analyst on ESPN and ABC. Jeff, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Doing very well. How are you guys? We're doing well. great. And I can't imagine what it's like for you to be back coaching uh, like this again after after being away. You must have a lot of emotions. What are some of those emotions? Well, I think uh, in particular being able to represent your country is what was so uh, enticing about the opportunity. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, like you said, uh, when you coach, you never get it out of your system. And so I miss it every day. I love what I do uh, for ESPN on ABC, but I do miss coaching. So I'm just very appreciative of the chance to coach again and particularly coaching uh, representing USA Basketball. So you miss coaching but you like what you're doing currently, but if the right opportunity presented itself, would you go back to coaching? Well, there have been some opportunities along the way, uh, uh, none that I felt has been the, the right fit, and some jobs I was interested in, they didn't feel I was the right fit. So, you know, you're, you're at the point in your life where you have to make sure that um, if you're going to give up a great job, which I have, that it is a good fit, but certainly – uh, I would consider uh, coaching again as I have uh, since I uh, left the Rockets back in 2007. Now, I don't know you, and I don't want to sound like I do, but watching you, uh, growing up a big Knicks fan, and in watching your press conferences after some of those rough games or playoff losses and how you looked then with the can of Diet Coke in front of you like you hadn't slept in a week, and you now on television where you seem so unbelievably happy. I mean, is that the way that you came off in that press conference versus how you are on television? Are you are you much happier now doing what you're doing than when you were, were coaching some of those uh, some pl- the playoff series that there were a lot was on the line? Well, I think playoffs or, or coaching is a different type of joy. It's a... Uh, uh, it's not the, you know, let's face it, in broadcasting, after the game, I'm not concerned with who won and who lost unless it's one of my good friends in the game. Um, I'm just worried about where we're going to eat. So, <laughs> you know, there's, there's not nearly the stress. You know, I just want good food. So, in coaching, it's different. It's like you're uh, responsible for a result. You want to give your, you want to do your part to give your team the best chance they can to be successful. Uh I took it seriously. Uh, I would again. I will in this USA basketball uh, situation as well. Uh, but, you know, with with uh, age comes hopefully some perspective. I thought I uh, handled results better in Houston than I did in New York, and hopefully I would handle results uh, in another job differently than I ha- handled it in Houston. So he's concerned with where they're going to eat and Rihanna. Mm-hmm. What's going on with the? Uh... Well, listen, I, I, people like get on me about that Rihanna thing, but if if you've ever seen her up close and she's right in front of you, it's so it's more striking than a LeBron James dunk. I've seen a number of LeBron James' dunks. I'm with Rihanna, you, Coach. Coach, I've only seen one time that close, and it was startling. We're not getting story. on you. We're with you. We're in that number. So. Rihanna, call us. Uh, Coach, you, you mentioned that, uh, you know, the, the game, yeah, you miss it. But how, how quickly could you or did you get acclimated to this broadcasting thing? Because it's not easy. We were discussing a former longtime 
collegiate coach the other day and how he had trouble, at least in his audition. Uh, who knows if he had stuck with it. But how long did it take you to, to figure this broadcasting out? Well, for me, I think I was really fortunate because uh, I started working right away with two guys I've known my whole life, and Mike Breen uh, and Mark Jackson. Mark, I coached a number of times uh, in different places, and uh, Mike was our broadcaster with the Knicks. And when I did TNT in the year between going from New York to Houston, I worked with Mike on TNT some. So uh, the familiarity and liking who you're working with, to me, is so important. And they wanted to see me be successful. So I had no idea what I was doing. I still don't in a lot of ways about the art of broadcasting. But Mike's such a great point guard. Uh, and he makes it look so easy that he he plays to our strengths and keeps us away from our weaknesses. And Mark uh, is a much more polished broadcaster than I'll ever hope to be. So that's why you always see him do the uh, replays and the rollouts and all that stuff. And I just uh, stick to talking about basketball in the meat of the game. Gio and Jones with Jeff Van Gundy across the country on CBS Sports Radio. U.S. men's basketball coach for the FIBA America Cup. It starts on August 25th and runs through September 3rd. 12-team tournament starts in Uruguay, and the final round action will be in Argentina. The team is made up a lot of the G League players, used to be the D League, but now the, the G League players. Is your approach with those players a lot different than they would be if it were the superstars that we're used to seeing in USA men's basketball? Well, first of all, I have great respect for the guys who come to camp there these guys uh some have played in the nba some you know all want to be back and they are fighting every day for their careers and so every day is important um there are no days there's no sense of entitlement uh so um because of that and because we have much less preparation time uh than the other teams we're competing against uh, we've got to find the right type of guys uh, who really want to compete hard because FIBA basketball, I can't tell you how different it is than NBA basketball or D-League basketball. My 90s Knicks would have fit in perfectly in FIBA basketball because it is rough, it is physical, and uh, the whistle does not blow a lot, particularly in rebounding sequences. So uh, we got to find the right guys. And um, obviously, the talent differential that we play with when our very, very best NBA players compete uh, give us the opportunity to be dominant. And maybe you don't have to practice uh, as hard uh, because of that talent discrepancy. But this group, um, we're, we're going to be in a dogfight. It's going to be hard. And uh, that's exciting because, you know, if it's worthwhile, it is hard. And these guys are going to work, and we're going to compete and see what we can do. Any concerns on your part as far as your, your coaching and having being out there in that heated competition for a while? Absolutely. It's one of the things that um, – and because I'm coaching the World Cup qualifiers uh, in November, and you know it, it, it's going to be like a soccer type of in, uh, qualifying for the World Cup, um, of basketball, we play two games 
uh, in November, February, June, September, the next November and the next uh, February. Um, this is uh, going to teach me about FIBA basketball. This is going to uh, help me understand exactly the type of D-League player that we're looking for who on uh, short practice time uh, can learn, process, and then play effectively and efficiently uh, with other like-minded players. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. My time off is one of the things um, that it's important to knock the rust off, uh, but I'm going to make mistakes, and hopefully um, there'll be less as this tournament goes on and going on into the more important uh, World Cup qualifiers. If there was a job in the NBA that you were interested in, would the style of basketball that is played with that team, the personnel, be a big factor in your decision-making? Because you mentioned those 90s Knicks. You mentioned the FIBA style being like that. But today's NBA, there's not a ton of teams like that anymore. Uh, how much would that factor into your decision-making? Oh, there's no teams. Uh, look, FIBA basketball is a competition unto itself. Uh, they post up the ball a lot more in FIBA basketball. Uh, you know, the zone rules, you know, there's no illegal defense, so there's a lot of zone play, uh, matchup zone, stuff like that. Uh, so it's a totally different, uh, same sport, different game. As far as coming back to the NBA, I don't think it's uh, the roster is nearly as important as if you're thinking about coaching, as who the owner is and who you're going to work for uh, as a general manager or president. Um, if you are like-minded and see and have the same sort of vision about how uh, to build a roster, what's important value-wise, and you share that with ownership and management, you'll be able to construct a roster uh, that allows you to compete. Now, you need Hall of Fame-level talent to win championships. Uh, and I was fortunate in New York. I had Hall of Fame caliber players and the same in Houston. But when you start a situation where you're usually part of a rebuilding situation, you don't usually have Hall of Fame talent on hand, and that would be just fine. When you look at the current state of the NBA and, and Golden State winning a second title in the last three years, the turmoil that has ensued there in, in, in Cleveland, do you think it's just going to be Golden State all over again? Uh, they're, they're going to become a dynasty. Is there anyone that can knock them off this pedestal? I know we have to wait and see what's going to happen with Cleveland and LeBron and Kyrie Irving. I don't think there's anybody in the NBA who can play with Golden State. If healthy, I think Golden State's going to win the next two or three in a row uh, before we even start to see someone who can challenge. Um, now, obviously, injuries get in the way. Uh, drama can get in the way, as we see in Cleveland. Um, some people, uh, Pat Riley used to always say this, and, and, and I think it's true in uh, sport. Some teams get tired of winning. Some players get tired of winning. Uh, they they can't stand, you know, the winning part because usually with that you have to share uh, the limelight, uh, the success, um and you start to feel like I can win anywhere with anybody. And as we know, it's very, very difficult to win. That's one of the things that Golden State has impressed me about. Uh, there was no resentment as far as Durant last year. I think they're going to have to keep working to make sure 
they're humble enough to retain their level of sacrifice uh, that they've shown as they have started on the road to be in a dynasty. And I don't think anything other than injury can prevent that. We have another minute or so with Jeff Van Gundy, who is the head coach for USA Men's Basketball, the FIBA America Cup 2017, which gets started in a few weeks, a little bit later this month. If you were Ty Lu and you heard the Kyrie Irving demands, uh, what would you say to him if you were able to get in touch with him? Well, I was fortunate enough to coach uh, Ty in Houston, and he's a, a remarkable uh, coach and also a great man as far as building relationships. He was like the Pied Piper when he played in the NBA. Um, and so I'm sure he's already uh, worked extensively behind the scenes to try to prevent what happened with the trade demand and then after the trade demand to try to uh, keep their group together. Because when you trade a talent like Irving, very rarely are you going to get equal value back. And with Boston improving, uh, I think Ty understands just how tenuous his team situation is. So I'm sure he's working to try to keep it together, but it's difficult. You've got the Irving situation. You've got LeBron's situation coming up in a year. There's a lot of things that go on, but when you've got James on your team, you got a shot every night. Coach, I see you decided to stay there in my home state of Texas. Why? Well, why does anyone do anything? Because your wife tells you so. so <laughs> and it, like you said, Houston's a great uh, place. Uh, uh, my two daughters uh, love it here as well. Uh, Houston's a, a great place to, you know, uh, live and raise a family. Uh, we couldn't be happier to be Texans. <laughs> there you go. See, that's why I'm getting rid of mine. <laughs> Well, I don't even want to start down that path. <laughs> yeah, he um, he's still married, but he shipped his wife and mother-in-law to Florida and bought them a house, and he stayed up north. So it was quite the Jedi. I go visit. <laughs> Occasionally. Yes. Well, listen, best of luck uh, with this team, and it's great to see you back, Coach, and I have uh, so many fond memories of you as head coach of the Knicks and uh, some of those press conferences, and a lot of winning, which we haven't seen since. So uh, best of luck. We'll be rooting for you. Thank you so much. Take care, guys. <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy. FIBA America. He's back coaching and not even close to denying wanting to coach again in no, the NBA. I, I love his perspective on this broadcast. That's why I stay over here in my lane. I let Mark and Mike do their thing. That's smart. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I usually with guys like that, you know, we were talking about, or Pogish brought up John Gruden in the – the flirtation of, oh, it always has a mindset of coaching and doesn't want to coach, and Bill Cowher in the NFL. And usually they, they totally deny all that stuff. And, and Van Gundy came out and said, well, you know, there's been some interest on my part in certain places, and they didn't want me. Right. And there's been some places that wanted me, and I didn't want them. So he's at least come out and, and said that. And very strong take on, well, it's an obvious one, I guess, with the Warriors, too, with the fact that they're so good. He yeah. said they're going to win a couple more before anybody else has a shot. All right, we're coming right back. This is Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Cleveland Plain Dealer reporter 
wrote that Kyrie Irving was asked if he would sign an extension with the Suns if they worked out a deal with them and reportedly said no. Mm -mm. Wants to keep his options open after this contract is up, which is going to make it very difficult for him to be traded anywhere. Now, I don't know if there's a team on that list that he gave that he would sign an extension for, but as we've said before, the Cleveland Cavaliers do not have to trade him to anywhere or anywhere on that list if they don't want to. I mean, this is not a situation where they're totally hamstrung with Kyrie Irving, and it becomes increasingly more clear to me that he's going to end up being there. They're going to have to patch this up. So uh, that's going to be a lot of drama when the season starts, but that's probably going to be the outcome. Yeah, if he's not going to be open to signing an extension with any of those who are interested in his services, you're going to have to go back to between your legs and say, hey, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, can we can we kiss and make up? Uh, and, you know, anything can happen. Still, a lot of time left in 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 the summer and in the off season for these NBA guys. But uh, uh, if if he doesn't want to be there, and he gave us his list of teams where he wanted to go, but if those are not options at this point, you just got to go back and and face the music, man. That's it. Yeah, and I don't know if. He's going to go back into a place that's going to give him the cold shoulder. Uh, I wouldn't imagine so. And there just has to be some communication there. And it doesn't seem to me like this was a situation that that couldn't be repaired. It certainly didn't sound good at the time. But if him and LeBron talk and Ty Lue talks to everybody, and I don't think that Dan Gilbert should get involved in anything, but if these guys, basically LeBron and Kyrie need to talk. And if they are able to work something out to say, listen, we'll chase another championship, probably go back to the NBA Finals, let's have a good time in, in doing it, and then you know, then I'll leave and go to L.A., and you can do whatever the hell you want <laughs> after that. And just one more season. Right. Just stick it out, man. Just one more season. And I think that will happen. And with all the reporting and everybody being on top of this story, we haven't heard a lot recently, but I bet you there's a lot that's happened. I bet you since the last bit of news on this that's come out that there have been, as Van Gundy just said, Ty Lue's probably been working behind the scenes. Who knows if LeBron and Kyrie have secretly met and discussed this and neither one of them have said publicly about that. Meet me on the banana boat. All that stuff could could have happened. I I would hope so, and and, and hopefully Kyrie has been receptive to those calls. Uh, You would think he'd take his head coach's call. Uh, and and LeBron's call, but maybe not because we were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago that they couldn't find him, they couldn't locate him, he wasn't answering the phone. So you would hope he he'd provide them that courtesy of just listening to what they have to say, and then they would in turn listen to, to his side of the of the story as well. Uh, but if you don't have the suitors out there, especially the ones that uh, you have listed as. Uh, the teams that you most likely would want to play for, you you can't force this upon anyone. You're just going to have to bite the bullet and go back and play for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Damn! I got three years left on the contract, and I got to have to go honor it. Wow. It's a tough life. Now, you guys have given me crap for me giving me giving crap to New Jersey. I've always... You hate New Jersey. I've always mentioned it. New Jersey. It's not It's not my place. I'm a, I'm a Long Island New guy. beautiful. Some parts of it. Some parts. Yeah. Uh, the parts I've been exposed to, not so much. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's some, you know, there's some decent places around there. <laughs> some decent places. But, yeah. but it's just, you know, it's not, not my place. You live there. Mikey B lives there. But you guys will get on me for getting on New Jersey. Right. I, I gave you one story already today that Another happened in, one? in New Jersey where a man is on the run, police are looking for him after he was caught pleasuring himself to the Emoji movie in a theater. And here's another one. As 
a home invasion happen. And usually home invasions, you hear of a guy who will show up armed and mm-hmm. ready to steal some stuff. Yeah. Uh, not this one. As this guy broke into a house in New Jersey, he was naked, and he decided to go and do the dishes. Hmm. Courteous. <laughs> Wait. So the dude was unclothed. Yeah. And decided he would clean up the house. Yeah, that was what he felt like doing. So as he broke into the house, the poor woman that was in the house was in the shower. She hid behind the the uh, the curtain of the shower. Luckily, she had a phone near her, and she called police and said that there's a guy in the house. Uh, lock the door. Stay in the house. Don't get near him. And when police showed up, well, there he was naked and uh it says when officers found the man james king he was washing dishes in the kitchen naked yeah man he's on some good stuff wow could have been a lot worse from what i know about the individual said the victim's father-in-law george obviously there's something wrong with him yeah whoa he's standing in the kitchen doing dishes waiting for the police damn yeah wow that's right I guess it could be worse. As they said, it yeah, could, could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah. If that were me, I would also then so hand, like he, slide him the vacuum. And be like, well, you're here. You, he's in. Char- he's going to be charged with breakering. Uh, breakering. Yes, it'll be breaking, breakering and and, and nudity. Ding. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Breaking and entering, but no, no burglary or anything. And no and the the, ple- the pleasuring yourself to the emoji movie much worse than this, right? You would say. Or is this worse because you're breaking into someone's home? It's yeah, a sanctity of their home. But he's ended home. up doing that's a it. chore for them, you know? That's but that kind of evens it thanks out. Thanks, but no thanks. No. No. You know? Sorry. <laughs> Why well, do I feel like there's been someone naked in your house doing the dishes, but it was probably not James King? I feel like you found you somebody. You tell me you used to be somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's your update on New I Jersey. This is naked all the time, man. Put them in the dishwasher. Oh. In, in your own house? Yes. Okay. Not in somebody else's house. I don't even like doing my dishes. Why would I do somebody else's dishes? Depends on what you look like. Yeah, that's the craziest thing this guy did. Not naked or breaking into a house, but yeah. doing dishes? Yeah. Gio and Jones will talk to you tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.